Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My brothers, my sisters, we start off saying Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. I am delighted to see the faces beaming and as we entered, mashallah, every one of you had such a lovely smile. Maybe you didn't notice that, mashallah, but I did. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every one of us, grant us goodness and barakah, blessings, success in this world and the next. I want to tell you in your lives and in my life, one of the favors of Allah is that he places in our lives hardship and difficulty. You might be wondering how is that a favor of Allah? Well, he tells us through the blessed lips of Muhammad, peace be upon him, when Allah loves a slave of his, he tests him with hardship, with some form of tests. Evidence of it goes all the way back to Adam, may peace be on him. You name for me, no matter what religion you belong to, name for me those whom you believe were chosen by Allah. As Muslims, we would start off with the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, may peace be upon him. Am I right? Well, look at his life and see, did he have any challenges in his life? For me, he was the chosen by Allah to be the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets. The Christians might say, Jesus, may peace be upon him. The Jews might say Moses, may peace be upon him. Others might mention other names, may peace be upon the messengers, all of them. Take a look at their lives one by one. You will notice one thing in common, they went through challenge upon challenge because they were the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's impossible to have come onto this earth and not have hardship. So what does Allah do for you and I? He shows us how to navigate through these challenges. When you listen, when you obey, when you try your best to understand, even though the plan of the Almighty is known by Him alone, but we surrender to His decree. This morning I got a call from someone telling me they wanted to marry a specific person and they've been trying very hard for the last two years, but the parents on one side are hell-bent on denying it. I said, my beloved sister, you need to set yourself a deadline and move on. There are another two billion men looking at you and saying, I wish I had this sister. She says, what do you mean? I love this guy the most in the world. I'm ready to sacrifice my life for him. I said, don't say that. Don't say that. Because you might just have an ameen and that dua and you might end up never being married Yet there were people better than him that you just were blinded couldn't see Hi, she didn't like the advice, but if you don't want to move on it's you who pay the price if you don't want to move on, it's not the end of the world. There's not just one person. I've always said, when you get married, yes, there's one person. Khalas, I close my eyes, I'm there, and I will sacrifice and work towards and do whatever. Unless something really toxic happens, I'm going to make sure this thing works. But before that, you're not yet married. 
People can create obstacles. Do you know, as Muslims, we have a supplication known as dua of istikhara, seeking the help of Allah and his guidance when I am slightly confused. That supplication, the companions say, the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to teach them in a similar fashion that he used to teach them verses of the Quran. What does it say? It says, oh Allah, if whatever I'm trying to achieve or do is good for me, make it easy for me, facilitate it for me, then give me blessings in it. And oh Allah, if whatever I'm trying to do or achieve is bad for me in my future, my religion, my faith, my deen, my livelihood, my whatever, my hereafter, block it, stop it, chase me away or move me away from it and move it away from me and then make me happy. Make me surrender, make me accept what you've decreed for me. Wow. Have you ever known that that is the meaning of the dua you make, the supplication? And people say, I did istikhara, I had a dream, I saw green in all my dreams, which is supposed to be like a traffic light, green means go, right? Nah, come on. Nah, come on. Did you say, oh Allah, if this is good for me, show me a dream with green? Did you say that? Not at all. Oh Allah, if this is good for me, show me a dream where I'm carrying roses, a bouquet of roses. No, you didn't say that. You said, oh Allah, if it's good for me, facilitate, make it happen, make it easy. People will say, oh wow, mashallah. Or the doors are opening one after the other. And if it is not good for me, block it, stop it. Turn me away, turn it away. You don't know what's gonna happen in your future. You don't know if this is good for you or not. It might seem good right now, but Allah knows the future. So you make the dua of istikhara and you're asking Allah to block something. If it is blocked, what do you do? You said, oh Allah, in that case, make it easy for me to surrender to your decree and to move on. That's what you said. So I'm here to tell you sometimes, that has to happen. You have to learn to move on in life. You have to learn sometimes with the hurt and the feeling. Yes, it's painful, but you're not the first person going through this and you won't be the last. In fact, when it comes to marriage, guess what? We've all been through that, including myself, where we desperately wanted to marry a particular person and we couldn't. Guess what? Allah gave us better. How's that? With all due respect to whoever it may have been, you might be curious, but it is, you have to believe what Allah does is better for you. They may be better for someone else, Allah knows. The difficulty is with us, we have a challenge, we don't realize Allah put it in your path. I've had people say, well why did Allah let our lives, our paths cross if it wasn't meant to be? In order to test you, in order for you to have the challenges one after the other, in order for you to be, shi to, to be able to shine by the polish of sabr, bearing patience, and accepting the decree of Allah is also part of sabr. Do you know why? Because Allah wants to beautify you by helping you surrender to something unique, which is, I've just been denied something my heart desired. I've just been denied something my heart desired. By who? By the Lord of the worlds. So what do you do? Surrender and say, oh Allah, if you denied it, Alhamdulillah. 
I crossed paths in order for me to be tested with denial. Give you another example. Someone comes and says, my istikhara was positive, but that person's istikhara was negative. How can it have been a clash? Maybe those angels were from America and these ones were from Australia. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. There's no clash there. Not at all. It's blocked. That's it. That's the response of your istikhara. And sometimes maybe one person might feel, okay, everything is okay on my side. And the other one says, it's not okay on my side. Perhaps you might have again had to go through rejection. Another big issue. It was facilitated. Everything went smooth. Mashallah, the wedding happened. Everything else happened. And mashallah, we're now sitting with a huge crisis because we're on the verge of divorce. Then you come to the sheikh or whoever else it may be and say, how come this marriage is going wrong but the istikhara was so positive on both sides? Then you go back to the meaning of the same dua. Did you say, oh Allah, if the marriage is going to work, then let it be. You didn't say that. You said, oh Allah, if it is better for me, my deen, meaning my faith, my religion, my worldly life and my future, my akhirah, it will, end, it will help me to end up in Jannah, in paradise, then facilitate it for me. So it was better for you to go through a divorce, perhaps. And let's not become ugly when we go through divorce. Because if you think the marriage was hard, being divorced is even more difficult. But sometimes it's the right thing to do. It doesn't make you a bad person. You have to pick up the pieces as painful as it may be. And you have to keep going. That's life. That's the nature of this life. Keep going. You lost a job, keep applying. One brother told me, well, I've applied, I've applied, I've applied so much. I said, just keep applying. He says, but I've applied maybe 35 jobs. I said, just keep applying. Two years later, he tells me, now, he says, brother, I got a dream job. How many applications? He said, I don't even know. I lost count. Well, there it goes. When you give up, it is given up. For as long as you haven't given up, it keeps going until the day you go back to Allah. So let's go back to what I was saying. Look at Jesus, may peace be upon him. Struggle upon struggle, challenge upon challenge. Look at the Romans trying to attack him. Look at what they did at the end. Look at what they tried to do when Allah raised him. Subhanallah. Look at Musa, Moses, may peace be upon him. What happened? One after the other. From birth, he was already born, according to the Pharaoh, a criminal, right? Born, how many of us, we were born in a family and people already hate us, why? Because I was born in this family, but I'm supposed to be innocent. I'm just born, I'm, ah, ah, I'm crying and you don't know. The, 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 those people are already saying, wait, you just watch this child, I'm gonna fix him up. But I'm only just born. That happens, it has happened to those better than you. If it is happening to you right now, Allah has chosen you. But you know what? Keep going, keep going. Thank Allah, he's your Lord. If you saw a comment of mine yesterday or the day before online where someone really had a go at me and I said, I thank Allah, you're not my Lord, it's Allah. That's it. You can say what you want, the real judge is Allah. You don't butter my bread, by the way. It's a fact. The minute we get too worried about what people are going to say and what's going and, and I need to have exactly what I've decided I'm going to have, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. A lot of the times it may. How many times you have had what you wanted is so much, but you didn't notice it because we only notice what we did not get. We only notice what we did not get. 
So take it in your stride. Thank Allah. Thank Allah a million times. Keep thanking him. Do you know why? He says, when you're thankful for what we've given you, we give you more and more. We increase you. Increase you in what? In our favor. Part of the favor of Allah is to help you acknowledge within yourself over a short span of time that actually what Allah did for me was a blessing. You realize it later. Allah did not allow me to have X, Y, and Z because do you know what? The A, B, and C that I got five years later, far better than the X, Y, Z that I was crying for. That's Allah. But He favors you by having the understanding. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he was born, he didn't have a father. His father had predeceased him, his birth, right? As he came out of his infancy, he lost his mother as a child. Lost his mother a little while later. His grandfather who decided to take care of him also passed away. Imagine one after the other. One after the other. What happened? That was the chosen by Allah as the greatest. We should not be saying his name without sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Peace be upon him next to that name. Yet he went through struggles way beyond yours and mine. This evening, I want to invite you to something amazing. I want to call you towards something really powerful. We all have challenges, I do as well. We have problems, I do as well. What are these problems? You have health matters. Every year, twice, thrice, more or less, you have a health matter, you'll have a flu, seasonal. They call it a seasonal flu. Nobody on earth has perfect health. Nobody can say I've never ever had a single problem with my health. Every human being has had issues. Small or big, that's a different thing. But you've had them. Sneeze, what else? Then you start feeling a bit of a headache, what else? Sinuses, then what else? Sometimes it goes worse, sometimes it gets better from that point. Sometimes as you feel you're picking something, you know what needs to be done, so you do it, so you feel a bit better. But what happened? It came. Didn't it come in your direction? So every year you'll have a health matter. Sometimes you'll have financial issues. As wealthy as you may be, you could slide quicker than those who probably don't have much. It can be. It's okay. It has happened. What else? You may be struggling in your faith because the challenges of the globe, it's possible. You're not the first one. Don't think you're rejected by Allah. You're not. You're just going through struggles. People struggle with their faith. They come out a few years later, a few days later, some time later, stronger than they ever were before. But Allah creates situations in your lives and mine to help us come out of these things. Sometimes negativity happens. What happened as a result? We became better Muslims. We became people who were acquainted with Allah in a better way as a result of what? As a result of something that would have otherwise led us to suicidal thoughts. May Allah protect all of us. So if you're struggling with something, please go easy on yourself, but remedy it. Remedy it. Go easy on yourself. The reason I say this, many people tend to lose faith simply because they think they've hit rock bottom and now there's nothing to be done. That's the end. It's not the end. Allah decides when the end is. For you, 
Let me tell you what I wanted to say. The most powerful piece of advice for this evening, starting with myself. What do you think it is? We're believers, right? Let me tell you, your five daily prayers, hold on to them. Work on them. Your five daily prayers, work on them. Become strong on them. And see the miracles that start happening in your life. Wallahi, I want to share with you something you may not have realized. You see, the World Cup happened recently, right? They had their way of showing what Islam is all about, what the culture is all about and so on, which was a good thing. Part of it was that so many people were exposed to the Adhan. What is the Adhan? It's the call to prayer. How many times is it called? It's called five times a day. And then you get to the masjid, which is the, the prayer place. And then just before the imam starts, there is an almost repetition of the words of the Adhan in something known as iqama, which means just when the imam is about to commence, they say those words again. Those words, one brother asks, what exactly does it mean? Because he says, we hear melodious adhan. I'm sure all of us, we recognize Makkah adhan, beautiful adhan. We're all attracted to beautiful adhan. Everyone, even the non-Muslims, by the way. When they hear the adhan, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. It just rings, not just in the ears, but the heart, the soul is moved. Do you know what you're saying? So one brother asks, what is this? What does it mean? I want to know the exact meaning. Do you know what it means? Maybe you haven't realized. What's the meaning of Allahu Akbar? Can someone say it to me? Allah is the greatest, right? In actual fact, if you look at the Arabic language, the term Akbar is superlative. It refers to greater. Greater. We, to make it easy, we just say Allah is the greatest, meaning greater than everything. But if you look at those words, the exact meaning is Allah is greater. Because if you were to say Allahul Akbar, it is the greatest. But without the l in the middle, if you say Allahu Akbar, which is what it is, it means Allah is greater. Allah is greater. So we're actually, you know, Saying out loudly, Allah is greater. Greater than what? Well, you're calling me towards prayer and you're saying to me at the beginning of the call to prayer, Allah is greater than whatever you're doing. Allah is greater than anything you're going through right now. Allah is greater than your business that you might be busy with right now. Allah is greater than the family and whatever you might be busy with right now. So therefore drop everything and come and pray now. How's that? Allah is greater than your matters. Allah is greater than the, whatever you think you're going through right now. It's the time for prayer, so come through. Listen to the rest of the words. I'm going to go through them very quickly without saying them in the Arabic, but just translating and explaining. Allah is greater than anything you're doing right now, so drop it and come to prayer. First thing is Allahu Akbar. Then you say, I bear witness that Allah, there is none worthy of worship besides Him, besides Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. 
So if you really bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah, you will believe that Allah is greater than your issue. You stop whatever you're doing and you go to pray and come back. And if you believe there is none worthy of worship besides Allah, you believe that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, brought the message of Allah to you, then you will also immediately believe Allah is greater than whatever I'm doing right now. Drop it and go and pray. See? And thereafter, what do we say? Come to pray. Hayya ala salah. Come to pray. Come to pray. Allah is greater. Come to success, the ultimate success. It might not be exactly as you think or I think. It might not be exactly what I want, but I know ultimately if I have this particular thing in my life, I will succeed. I ask you today, what is true success? Tell me. If I have the whole world, but I don't have the connection with Allah, have I succeeded? You answer it. If I have nothing or very little, but I have a beautiful connection with my maker, he gives me contentment. He gives me contentment. It's a condition within you of the heart, the soul, the mind, the body put together. I'm content. And he gives me the success of the hereafter, which is eternal. So even if I don't have much, I have got something that is considered success. And that's why immediately after saying, the call to success, you know, come to prayer, come to success. We repeat again immediately after that, Allah is greater. Allah is greater. Indeed, there is none worthy of worship besides him. That's the call to prayer. If it has been made mandatory for us to call the call to prayer five times a day, do you really think there can be anything more powerful? Five times a day, you're being told, Allah is greater, don't forget that. I'm busy sleeping early morning for Fajr. I said this in Jumu'ah today. I'm busy sleeping early morning for Fajr. It's not so easy because we've had a late night. And you know what? It's been difficult and whatever else. I tell you what, Allah is greater. Think of the meaning of it. Allahu Akbar. Greater than what? Greater than your sleep. Get up. Oh, I need to have a shower and it's... Allah is greater than what? The feeling that you have right now. Subhanallah. Allah is greater than your problems. Some people, when they have problems, they become stressed. Human beings, we would get a bit depressed sometimes. We feel a little bit low sometimes. We don't want to talk to people sometimes. We don't want to interact. We don't want to eat sometimes. I tell you what, Allah is greater than what? Whatever you're going through right now, just get up and push yourself. Why? There's success. Success. The Lord of the worlds is telling you, come to success. I want to succeed. I'm not, I, I will know if that Lord of the worlds has not allowed me to have something, I will consider it part of my success, even though I wanted it. The fact that he blocked it is part of my success. Why? Because I believed in his call, come to success, and I worked on my prayer, and I prayed five times a day. So this evening I want to say, no matter what you're going through, your struggles, no matter what it is, please work on your prayer. If you're not praying at all, at least start. If you're praying some and not others, do better. You can. If you feel, I'm so weak, I'm so far, that's shaitan. Allah will give you the strength. 
Allah is closer than you think he is. Don't give up. Don't give up no matter what. Because ultimately, life is full of challenges. People say, when will these challenges come to an end? Things are getting worse. I'm worried. I'm worried about the world. What will happen to my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren? Worry about yourself. Do you know what? Our great-grandparents worried about us. Probably. Where are we? Where are we? We have mobile phones. They didn't, right? We have social media. They didn't. We're sitting here just about to have a munch, mashallah. May Allah bless them, all those who had a concern for us. It's correct to have a concern. It's correct to work towards, but there's a limited amount you can do. The rest you have to leave in the hands of Allah. Your own children, your own children. There's a limited amount you can do. You guide them, you talk to them, you try with them. But beyond that, what are you going to do? You can't just beat them into submission. No way. You've got to understand. Sometimes they may take time to come to where perhaps you would have felt would be ideal for them. Sometimes they may not come exactly there. Sometimes they may go beyond your expectations, right? May Allah bless and grant goodness all of us. I tell you, as you pray and as you're improving and developing, continue to supplicate and make dua, call out to Allah. That's why together with that call to success, part of the salah, is a certain surah of the Qur'an. That the salah is not complete without. What's the name of that surah? Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha, we would know it off by heart. And for those who might be new to Islam, they would have to learn it at some point, early on. We say in it, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een, Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqeem. It goes on, but I just want to translate that for a reason. We say, all praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds. We're declaring that He is the Lord of the worlds. And immediately after that we're saying, most merciful, most beneficent, most beneficent, most merciful, most merciful, most merciful. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Two types of mercy. One is broad for everyone and everything. And the other one is a specialized one for believers. Why the mercy of Allah? There was a call to prayer where Allah promises you that He is, and we know and we believe He is greater than anything and everything we might be going through. As I just said, we believe that this call is a call to success. And at the same time, Allah is telling you, no matter how down you are in the dumps, remember, your faith is based on the mercy of Allah. So he has chosen the two greatest qualities of his to be those that are right at the beginning of the Quran and to be repeated every unit of prayer. Your prayer is not valid without saying, oh Allah, you are the most merciful, most forgiving or most beneficent. Because he wants to highlight that for you. He's merciful. Don't ever think I'm too far. What I've done. People will judge you. People look at you and they already think, ah, oh, look at this person. Don't worry. They don't know. Your relation with Allah is such that sometimes those who look pious may not actually be so behind closed doors. Right? 
And sometimes people who may appear that they might not be so close to a human being might be so close to Allah. You never know. They don't worry what people say. Like I said, thank Allah. He is the one who owns heaven and hell. Because if it was in the hands of anyone else, I promise you, everyone would deny the other a spot in heaven. Right? So if Allah is telling you Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, right at the beginning of the Quran, the second verse, the second verse, the first one says, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah who's Lord of the worlds. But guess who he is? He is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. He is the most beneficent, the most merciful. And you know who else he is? He is the owner of the day of judgment. He will judge me, not you. And not that guy. And not those people. And not the comments online. And nothing else. It's Allah who will judge me. Hence, he says, Maliki yawmiddin. He is the owner of the day when judgment shall be happening. Allahu Akbar. Don't be let down. Don't be let down by what people say. Their judgmental statements mean nothing. And that's why immediately after that we say, you alone we worship. You alone we seek help from. And then we make the first supplication. Guide us to the straight path. Guide us to what? To the straight path. So keep calling out to Allah. Oh Allah, guide me to the straight path. Oh Allah, strengthen me to do the right thing. Even if you are weak, even if you have bad habits, even if you are addicted to something that's unacceptable in the eyes of Allah as you're working to quit it and to leave it, keep asking Allah, oh Allah, guide me, strengthen me, protect me. Even if you're, you just did haram, say, oh Allah, protect me from this haram. Oh Allah, take me out of it. Keep repeating it and keep trying. A day will come, you'll never regret. You'll never regret. Trust me, you won't regret it. Have good company, have good friends, and inshallah, see what happens. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is indeed most forgiving, most merciful. So this, the message this evening, it's exactly half an hour since I started. The message this evening is about two things. Number one, work on your prayer. You won't go wrong. You know what? It's ultimate success. Tell yourself every time you're being lazy, Allah is greater than whatever I'm busy with right now. Stop it and go and pray. Even if you start with farad, that's which compulsory initially, and then you can work on a little bit more later. But don't give up. Build. If you're doing three out of five, go on to four. Go on to five, inshallah. If you're weak, start somewhere. But pray. I promise you, it will change your life. Your problems will be diminished. I'm not saying they will be solved, but they'll become small. You'll actually tell yourself, I can't believe I used to consider this a problem. It's not even a problem. Subhanallah. And the second thing, the second thing, Keep calling out to Allah. Keep asking Him. Don't be tired of asking Allah. Allah loves it when you repeat and repeat. And keep going. Even if it took 10 years, I promise you, it's coming. Success and victory, ultimately, is all yours. For as long as you have Allah by your side. May Allah make it easy for every one of us, every one of you. May Allah Almighty grant every one of us goodness and open the doors of ease for those who are struggling with any difficulty across the globe. And inshallah, I pray that we meet again sometime in a better condition and not in a worse off condition.
وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد